0: hi everyone this is eric anderson host of YXE underground i'm doing a live introduction to our second walking with lisa uh episode with lisa Gregg, and lisa's (laughs) lisa's looking at me right now as i'm doing this and it's uh it's pretty me at ease um You might notice that we're not walking outside at the moment because uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, October 24th, and we just had our first blast of winter, and it's slippery and it's a little cold, and I am not mentally prepared to walk in the cold yet. So uh, Lisa was gracious enough to welcome me into her office where it's nice and warm and cozy. You have a lovely office.
1: Hey, do you know what? Thank you. And uh, we didn't want to walk outside. (laughs) I'm going to name that right now. It was a joint decision. It's
0: it's a little chilly out there. I promise, Lisa, I promise you that... Because it's only going to get warmer in November and December and January. So I promise that we will go <laughs> walking through the winter, okay?
1: Yeah, okay. Once. If we do it once, yeah. I think we're winning. Let's, like, lower the bar okay. and exceed expectations.
0: Oh, Well done. <laughs> um, so, Lisa, uh,
1: what's on your mind? Oh, my gosh. Again, so many things. But based on like our conversations and the last couple of weeks, I think where I want to go is community.
0: Okay. Um, you have had a very, very busy few weeks. Um, would you like to share a little bit in terms of maybe the different communities you've been in touch with
1: in the last few weeks? Interesting approach to that. And I think, I mean, community, I think that's what I, I want us to start thinking more about actually is like what is community and how do we exist in community and how are we showing up and do we actually understand what community is because you know yes these last couple weeks have been very busy for many of us and actually for the city being in Saskatoon with an event uh, that my good friend Adrian and I were lucky enough to put on called Like a Mother where, where we had Fallon Farinacci come into town to this past weekend, which was the Heart's Desire Gala, where we had some pretty big influencers come into town along with, um, I shouldn't say our because it's such a possessive turn, but Saskatoon's proud um, Christine with the Wasis Boutique was also one of the keynotes. So I think that a lot rallied behind her as well. And so really being so immersed in our community in different ways has had my brain just reflecting deeply on what community is. And then more so this concept of fitting in versus belonging. Okay.
0: So uh, I'm, I'm so curious about that because I do think, um, I do think Saskatoon is a very tight knit community. There are different communities within the larger, um, community, um, but yeah, fitting in versus belonging. So, um, what what made you think of that? Like, what what sparked that after these last few weeks?
1: I think you know, there's just been like such a buzz again on social media, but also just in our in my personal life on what was it like, right? On what was it like to host and plan an event and, and meet Fallon and what was she like? Followed by. What was it like at the gala what was it like to meet and moderate a panel with Sarah and Christine and Alicia and what it was like for really it was mostly women actually in both of these in both of these different gatherings on what was it like to belong in these worlds and I think that's where I take a step back and go oh like is it belonging Or is it this hustle culture of trying to fit in? And I don't say that as like throwing shade at anybody or anyone for what they're wanting. I think it's all normal. But I think it's put me into my own reflection of what it feels like to belong in spaces versus what it feels like when I'm trying to fit into spaces. And I've had both of those experiences throughout my whole life. And it's not just about this weekend. It's about, you know, right now, and as we're building community, and when we talk about community, we still are trying to curate something. And we're still trying to make it appear as one way, like even, you know, this tight knit community. But what? But can a community be tight knit, or should it be inclusive? And should it embrace everyone? And should there. You know, we talked a lot this past weekend about building better tables and making sure there's a seat at the table for everyone and pulling in a chair. And I think, not I think, I keep saying I think, I know or I believe that we need to be doing a better job of this as a whole. And I don't think we are doing a good job of this.
0: But before I ask you how we can do better, um, I you mentioned tight knit versus inclusive and i hadn't thought of it that way because i when i think of a tightly knit community that brings to me like like a positive connotation but when you do have that tightly knit community um there is there that tendency to like i want to keep it tightly knit and maybe i don't want to welcome it or uh, other people outside of it like oh gosh that's interesting i don't really have a question but that's (laughs) that was that's really interesting
1: it is because i you know growing up in a very small rural community to me like that's that's where I learned what community was right it's like if you were bored and wanted to find something to do you wandered down to the rink in the wintertime. time there's a group of volunteers cooking burgers because they have to you know they they're forced to sign up or there's a rink board you know constantly fundraising to keep the lights on there's people doing whatever and and that's what you do and very few people share the same values, opinions, beliefs, but you just gather in this space and there's a big, long table and you literally drag... I can just hear the sounds of dragging the chair across the floor to join the one group that's there. And, and so when I think about community, I'm like, that's what it's about. It's about creating these spaces where everyone feels that they can show up, but also doing a good job of diversifying it so that everyone also sees themselves in those spaces versus I think we have started to put community into like friendship or maybe I've learned the difference of like village you know as we use these terms like you know it takes a village or our villages you're right but those are kind of hand-picked and I am privileged enough to have this beautiful village of people who gather support rally can be that echo chamber when we need it right but broadening our communities to be, no, we need to do more to make sure the voices and the faces that we aren't hearing from are there. And more importantly, asking the questions as to why aren't they there and who's missing. And I think we get so centered on who is there and and really engulfing ourselves in that, that we're not asking the questions as to who isn't there. And who is missing
0: so how do we how do we fix that like how do you is, is it just a matter that's a big question but like is it a matter of just like asking those questions and then doing the work
1: so that our communities are more inclusive here in Saskatoon right Ooh, really big question I think we're all very guilty of centering ourselves and everything I think when we are attending or contributing or a part of something, obviously it's instinctual to center ourselves as to how does this serve me? Where do I fit in? How do I belong? And we're constantly seeking that sense of belonging. We want to feel comfortable. We want to know that, okay, this is what's required of me to be here. I've done the things. Okay. This is okay. And I think it's really hard for us to say, Hey, so-and-so I'm going to this. Do you want to come or I know, especially working in like in in the field of women in leadership, we're fighting so hard to get to the top that intentionally or unintentionally we're pushing others down just so we can get up to the top as opposed to holding the door open so others can run through. Right. And I think when we go back to community, it's, it's that it's, it's holding the door and, you know, looking to see who's missing, and not coming at them with like, why didn't you come? It's actually going, hmm, I wonder what barriers prevented more from coming. Or, okay, these people are missing. What can we do differently to make sure that they have a sense of inclusion without putting the pressure on those who aren't coming to answer that question? I think a lot of times that's who we're going to to answer those questions versus the group of us that maybe feel that we belong in this space we're comfortable it's easy we're happy we're like yes but once we get to that point i think that that's the time to go okay our table now too small yeah
0: how do we how do we make it bigger how
1: do we your yeah. table how do yeah. we make a bigger ta- how do we make a bigger table and what is it about this table that's not working for everyone yeah
0: I just have it in my mind. This is a bit off off topic, but remember, like at Christmas time, was your family the same way when we had to uh, expand the table, and you'd go and get like another—is it another leaf of the table, a leaf or the card table? Yeah, or the card or the card table, and it, it was so heavy. and You try to slot it in, but it eventually would make the table bigger. So yeah, we need to do that.
1: We do need to yeah. do that, right? And I think that, and and creating, I guess, like for us at our holiday, it was like. The card table, the kids' table, even at our recent family Thanksgiving, we were laughing about the group of us, we're like, oh my gosh, we have kids. Do we do we get to be at the adult table now? Like, no. And like the kids were like, oh no, let the kids sit here. We were like, absolutely not. We were being so exclusive. We were like, they can sit there. We had to sit there. The kids are fine. We're at the adult's table. We are never leaving it. Um (laughs) but I think all of that can be brought in too, because it's Mm -hmm. like, if you've never been at the adult table and you've always been at the kids table yeah. um you protect that when you finally get there and i'm like yeah i do protect that and i think it's time for us to start going okay um maybe we need a different table maybe we need a bigger table maybe we need to get the leaves or yeah. like sometimes what we do is the card table Attaches to the big table and the tablecloth, and we do the best oh, we yeah. can to like, you know, <laughs> extend it. Yeah. And the extension's not going to be perfect, yeah. um, but we're we're bringing people in, we're including it, we're seeing who's missing, and going, ah, oh, we need to figure out why that is or where the miss is, and really start paying attention to that. And and of course, we pride ourselves on that tight knit community. I mean, I use that term all the time too, mm-hmm. but I'm like, is is that what we're going for? Is that really what we're going for?
0: And it requires so much listening too, doesn't it? For those of us that are at the table, like to shut up and listen to, to people as opposed to, I like how you said too, how we often ask questions of people who maybe aren't at the table, but then, like you said, it's, it's on them to come up with an answer. But if, if we would just listen a bit more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, the answer is always in listening. I, you know, between listening and asking better questions, I think that that's where we, you know, bridge our way through this. Mm -hmm but no i do think with with communities that you know we are becoming more aware and i th- think the work needs to be in just continuing to committing to building bigger better braver communities and when people are missing asking why or when people are showing up checking in as to do these people feel that they belong or have they hustled to try and fit in?
0: And there's such a, there's such a difference. I I just feel like, um, that sense of belonging, it is a different feeling as opposed to, um, trying to fit in. Um, I think of, I think of my journalism days and trying to fit in to different, maybe different shows or different. I remember going to Toronto to try and fit into the, the sports journalism kind of scene. And, And like at no point did I ever feel like I belonged there. It was more trying to fit in. And gosh, that's exhausting.
1: It's so exhausting, right? Putting on that mask, like masking in any way in our lives is so exhausting. And so, yeah, when you show up to a space that you don't feel that you belong in. I mean, obviously, we talked about this last time. Like The first step is always checking within. Mm -hmm. And, you know, is this about me? Is this the story that I've told myself? Am I creating this narrative of, you know, of course, but there's also that why, why am I desperately trying to fit into spaces that maybe I don't belong? And that's a really hard thing, of course, to reconcile too. Um, but we need to be honest with ourselves as to what is our why and and where do we want to put our time and how do we want to feel? And then as event organizers and planners, and, you know, I'm seeing so much intent going into so many events too, which is, is so wonderful. And that we have to just keep asking those questions and seeking feedback, even though it's really hard to hear at times, but if we're going to build better communities, we need to really make sure that there is true diversity, true inclusion, true acceptance. And, and I think we still have a lot of work to do.
0: Um, may I ask you a question about your like a mother conference that you hosted with Adrian? Um, was there a moment within the conference where, because um, I I know you both worked so hard at it, and sometimes when you're you're working so hard and making sure it's it's running smooth, like it's you're sort of you're you're doing all the work, but like that day, was there a moment where you you were able to sort of step back and be like, oh, like this is like something something good and genuine is happening here? Like, was there a moment for you?
1: Oh my gosh, the whole day were those moments, Eric. Um, and I'm so glad that I was able to do it alongside Adrian because I could share in those moments as they were happening. But right from um, the opening words and the song that Perlene and her granddaughter Angelia did into Vice Chief Ali Bear came and shared, you know, offered some words. And then listening to the guests interact as table, we kind of facilitated a conversation and seeing the engagement and then having Fallon share her story and messages of hope at the end. It was just honestly like, it was just these constant moments of like, wow, wow, okay, like this this feels good, this feels good and seeing those moments and, and as a event planner, Getting to experience those was very powerful for us, and I'm I'm glad that we did have the time and we could express that to each other because it was really, it was really fun to share. Mm -hmm. You know, I think as women, we're often told to be so humble, (laughs) and so it was great to kind of throw humility aside and just have those high fives and hugs and like, we're doing it, we did it, and and for these women to to share in a community that was so hungry for what they had to share. It was exciting.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, will you do it again?
1: Well, <laughs> I'm like, it's too soon to ask. Yeah. <laughs> would Would we love to, did we love the experience? Did we love the people? Yes. Um, the effort was really hard as two full-time working moms. In the evening hours to put all of this together was hard. And to be resourceful and to call on all of these women entrepreneurs to support us with our resourcing Um so there is no answer yet. Uh, we would need to do it a different way. Yeah. But if we could do it again, yes. And knowing what we know now, would we redo it all again to have that event?
0: Absolutely. Oh,
1: that's good to hear.
0: Um you're, you're, you've been very generous with your, your time today. Um, I am curious, though, if there is someone listening out there that wants to um, extend their table uh, a little bit, but maybe they don't know how to go about doing that. Um, any uh, pearls of wisdom? Maybe like a, even if it's like a simple first step that they can do?
1: I think the first step is take a pause and look around and see who's missing and ask yourself, you know, maybe what barriers what barriers maybe you've created to make that happen um you'll never be able to answer why unless you ask you know the individuals who aren't there but another easy way to is invite those to bring someone with them i think we can extend our table sometimes by saying hey you've got a seat here is there someone that you want to bring along and i think that that's a, a very easy accessible way to extend the table
0: that's great lisa Thank you so much for for taking the time and for uh, letting us do this in your office.
1: Thank you for
0: giving us the out of the first snowfall. (laughs)